The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Daf Gimal. Today's Daf has been dedicated anonymously in memory of Arlet Tamir. Ruach Hashem Tanihena Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied Rafael ben Miriam and Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. We are beginning today's daf on the Bet Amud Bet, and we are um, two lines from the bottom, starting with Rav Asher. Our subject over here that we're discussing is uh, the Gemara that talks about the seven-day preparation that was needed by the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippurim. The Gemara then went on to say that the same preparation was done for the one that prepared the Paraduma. The Gemara learned it from a Pasuk. The Gemara now discusses why did we learn the Pasuk to come and include Yom Kippur, that needs a seven-day preparation, why not include the holiday of Shemini Atzeret? Where did they get Shemini Atzeret from? They said, well, it's similar to the Hakamat HaMeshkan, because it was a one-day holiday, just like Bahiba Yom HaShemini was the eighth day, which was Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the day of the inauguration. And it should be learned as a Kalba Homer, meaning that since Shemini Atzeret, not only is that day holy, but before it, the days are holy as well. And therefore, if you're saying that you need a seven-day preparation for Hakamata Mishkan, certainly you should need a seven-day preparation for Shemini Atzeret that's surrounded by days of Kodesh, meaning the days that precede Shemini Atzeret. So in the previous daf, we saw the answer of Rav Mishar Shia. But Rav Mishar Shia said, you're right, the Kalachomer is definitely sound, but since the Pasuk says Hazeh, so it teaches us, that only days that are like the Yom HaKamata Mishkan, which is a day that stands alone, that has no Kiddushah before it. There was no Kiddushah before Rosh Chodesh Nisan. There were not any uh, holidays before it. And therefore it says, Hazet, to teach me Kazeh. Only days like it. And therefore Yom Kippur will be similar. Yom Kippur is one day. It stands alone. There's no holiday before it. Therefore it needs a seven-day preparation. Where Shemini said it. Uh, is not similar to the Yom HaKamat HaMashkan in the sense that it's Kiddushah before it. Now Rav Asher is going to give a different answer to that exact question. Rav Asher Amar, Mi'ika midi, Da'ikar regel lo ba'e perisha, Tafel dideh ba'e perisha. He says, are you going to tell me, does it make sense to say that the main holiday, Da'ikar, the primary holiday, doesn't need a perisha of seven days. So the ancillary holiday, meaning the secondary holiday of Shemini Atzeret, which is only a, a tag along to Shemini Atzeret, to Sukkot. You're going to say that it needs a, uh, a Pirisha? But you say, if on the Ikar, if on the primary you don't need, so all the more so on the secondary you're not going to need. So the Gemara then says, And even according to the opinion, it says, wait, Shemini Atzeret really is considered its own holiday. Meaning it's not really considered secondary to Sukkot, it stands on its own. It's only stands separately regarding six things. 
there Rashi Tumor of this things, uh, these six things are Pazer Kashev, and Rashi tells us what each one stands for, and we'll see what that is in a minute. But the point is only regarding six things. Shemini Atzeret is different than Sukkot Aval Le'anyan Tashlumin. But for example, regarding the law of Tashlumin, where a person did not bring his korban on Sukkot, for example, a person has to bring a korban Hagiga on Sukkot. Let's say he didn't bring his korban hagiyan sukkot, tashtumin derishonu. He's able to bring a korban hagiyan shemini atzeret to make up for the korban that he did not bring on sukkot. So you see, really, there is a connection between shemini atzeret and sukkot. Because we learned in the Mishnah, Mishelo hag beyom tovarishon shel hag. A person that did not bring his hagiga on the first day of Sukkot, you're able to bring the hagiga as a makeup the whole holiday of Sukkot, including the last day of the holiday. So, really, you see what? Besides the six things that Sukkot and Shemini Atzeret are different, regarding Tashtumin, they're the same. So, therefore, Shemini Atzeret really is like the, we'll call it the end of Sukkot, in the sense that you can make up your Korban hagiga. On Shemini Atzeret for Sukkot. Oh, so we go back to the logic. So on Sukkot, you don't need seven days of preparation. Meaning the Kohanim that are bringing the Korbanot on Sukkot don't have to separate themselves for seven days. Certainly on the Tafel, which is Shemini Atzeret, which is the end of Sukkot, which is subordinate to Sukkot, certainly would not need a seven-day preparation by the Kohanim. So then we're going back to Kippur. Now, what are the six things here? That makes Shemini Atzeret different. So, Pazer Kashev. The Peh stands for, and we start with the top Rashi. Pais. Pais literally means the lottery. Le'atzmo. It has its own lottery. She'en Pais me'parea hag etzel ha'mishmarot. On Sukkot, they brought korbanot. There was enough korbanot that was brought throughout the holiday of Sukkot that the 24 Mishmarot, each one was able to bring Korbanot. The Mishnayot in Masech Sukkah tell us clearly how they divided the Korbanot of Sukkot by the 24 Mishmarot. As a matter of fact, the Mishnah says that every Mishmar got two chances to bring Korbanot, because there were so many, and some Mishmarot even got three chances. So there was no need to make a lottery, because... There were so many korbanot on Sukkot. However, shekola mishmarot shonot umshaleshot, and they even bring three times. The fi hashbon sedran kemos shinu masekat Sukkah like we learned in Sukkah. Aval partial shemini betchila mifaisin alav. But the part of shemini atzel they brought one part, and therefore you have to take a lottery which kohen, which group is going to bring this animal. So the difference between Sukkot and shemini atzel is number one pious. Sukkot Karbanot do not go by the lottery system, whereas Shemini Atzeret does. Second item would be the Zion. Zion, as she says, Zman Le'atzmo, Le'varech Shehayanu. Meaning, it's a separate holiday in the sense that just like you make Shehayanu on the first day of Sukkot, on Shemini Atzeret you also have to make a Shehayanu. The next thing, Regel Le'atzmo. Meaning, she'en shem haga sukkot alav. It's not called sukkot. Which means in the tefillah, instead of saying biyom sukkot as you would say, biyom shemini hag atzeret azeh. Now the Tosfot, right on the top there, has a different interpretation from Rashi in Masechet uh, Sukkah. 
פירש רש"י רגל לעצמו שאין יושבים בסוכה. That's how he learns the regel. On Shemini Atzeri, you don't sit in the sukkah. Korban le'atzmo, that would be the kof. She'en korbano shaveh lechot sh'ari yimot ha'ag. The korban of Shemini Atzeri is not similar to the korban of sukkot. She'kulam parim mirubim. Every day of sukkot, they bring many parim. Ve'elim shenayim. Always two elim. Ve'yud dalit kevasim. And they bring fourteen kevasim. Ve'kan... So therefore, the korbanot are clearly different. Then you have the sheen, shir la'atzmo. She'en shiro shaveh lechol sha'ar shirot yemei ha'ag. The songs that the Levim would sing on Shemini Atzeret are different than the songs that they would sing throughout the Alday of Sukkot. Kol shir yemei ha'ag. The songs they would sing in the Beit HaMikdash on Sukkot, Medaber Me'en Gezel Matenot Aniyim. We talk about the laws of Leket, Shekha, Pe'ah, and the people that uh, would uh, take the uh, entitlements of the Aniyim. Those are the Mizmorim that were read on Sukkot. The Otan Shul and the Mizmorim that were read on Chola Mo'ed, Mefaresh B'Masek HaSukkah, Humbahi. That's an Asher Tevot of the different uh, chapters that were read on Cholam Oed. The Shemini Atzeret eno me'en asif. The Shemini Atzeret doesn't talk about the crop or the harvest like Sukkot does. Ve'lo pirshu lanu ezehu shiro. But the Shemini says, I don't know exactly what shir they sang, but it's not the shir that they sang on Sukkot. Now the Tosfot in the Buddha, my first shir b'fnei Asmo says, Yes, the second sofrim. Yes, shayu omlim lam nasiyah ala sheminit. The Beit Hakanesah, which is our custom as well, we say lam nasiyah ala sheminit. The sheme gamal levim ayu omlim otov the Beit Hamikdash, and maybe that's the shir that they said as well in the Beit Hamikdash. Furthermore, the last item would be the bet. Bet would be berachal laatzmo. Rashi, berachal shayu mevarchim letfiat letfilat hayah melech. There was a special berakah that they made on the last day of Sukkot, that they blessed the king. For example, Shalom HaMelech, they would give him a berakah, and then everybody would go back to their homes. There's a special berakah that they specifically would give to the uh, kings. Now, the Tosfot and Rabbeinu Tam, he has a different interpretation to berakah. The Benutam explains Beracha is referring to Berkat Tabazon and Tefillah that you say Shemini Hag Atzeret So the Beracha is referring to the Tefillah and the the Berkat Tabazon that is a special uh, edition of Shemini Atzeret. In any event, all agree that there are six Bazer Kashev, six differences. But Yan Tashlumin, you can't make the Tashlumin of Sukkah. So therefore it's considered some order to it. Therefore, you're not obligated for the seven day preparation. Now the Gemara says, Ve'ema atzeret. Oh, what about the holiday of Shavuot? De'pirishat shiv'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'a'
So we're back to the question. Why not say that you need a seven-day preparation I mean the Kohanim that are bringing the Korbanot should have to separate themselves seven days from before? So comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rabbi Abba Danin Par Ehad Ve'ayil Ehad Mepar Ehad Ve'ayil Ehad We'd rather learn a Kippur which on Kippur the Korban is a par and an ayil, those are the korban that they brought for Musaf, par echad and ayil echad. And we rather learn that from the miluim that also had a par echad and an ayil echad. Those were the korbanot, they were similar korbanot, brought on Kippur, like they were brought on the days of the miluim, meaning on the day that there's hakamata mishkan. So therefore, you're preparing for the same day that has similar korbanot. La'apukeh but to exclude Shavuot, that on Shavuot they brought two Elim. It wasn't a pot and an aisle. It was indeed Shne Elim. Let's read Rashi. Danin parechad ba'ilechad avodat musaf yom kippurim the musaf of yom kippur parechad ba'ilechad va'avodat shemini la'miluim and the service that was brought on the eighth day of the miluim was what? Parechad etc. So therefore the Gemara says the analogy between uh, Kippur and the Miluim is a much more uh, clear analogy in the sense that the Kurbanot are similar. Comes the and says, Yeah, that works out good according to the opinion that says that they only brought one ayil on Kippur. But there's an opinion that says that Kippur had two Elim. Oh, so now we're back to the question. For that, if it's two Elim, then Kippur and Shavuot basically are the same. So for the same money that you learned from uh, to, to Kippur, you could have learned two Shavuot that it needs preparation. Now, where do we see an opinion that says it's two Elim? The Tanya, because we have a Braita. And the Braita says, Rabbi Omer. Ail Echad Hu Amur Kan Hu Amur Behumash Pekudim. The Korbanot of Kippur are written twice in the Torah. It's written once in Parashat Aharemot and the second time in Parashat Pinehas. In both uh, Parashiot, it mentions the obligation to bring an ayil. So the first opinion, who is actually the B, he says it's the same ayil. The, the ayil that was mentioned in Aharimot, and then it's repeated in Parachat Pinat, it's, it's one ayil. However, Rabbi Li'ez, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Shnei Elim Hem, Echad Amur Kan, Echad Amur Be'umash Pekudim. Jesus, it's two different ayils. Which is one ayil was for the Yom Kippur itself, for the day, and the other ayil mentioned in Parachat Pinat was an ayil for Korban Musaf. It's two different uh, Elim. Oh, so once already have an opinion that says it was two different Korbanot, so that says what? It's no different than Shavuot. So we're back to the question. You should need seven day preparation for Shavuot. Why'd you pick Kippur? At least according to that opinion. We could read Rashi. Rashi says, Ayil Echadu. That's the first opinion of Rabbi. Shehaya Korban Sibur Biyom Kippurim. Hua Amur Kan Baharemot. Umeet Adap and Esay Kashnes Yarezim Nahatat. The Ayil Echad Leola. That's the ayil in, in Aharimot. That's the same ayil, that's the Qurban Musaf that was mentioned in Parashapas. It's not a separate Qurban. 
But the second opinion says no. They actually brought two separate korbanot. Two aisles. So Kehmanah says, I can tell you it's even going according to that opinion. Why? Hatam. By the case of Kippur. Had lechovat ayom. Vehad lemusafim. Which means, one is for the obligation Kippur. Kippur mandates a special korban. And the second ayah is for what? The korban musaf of Kippur, which is similar to the korbanot of the miluim. Of the miluim. Why? Rashi. Had lechovat ayom. Hahu daharimot. Chovat ayom. Which means whenever it says in the Torah, that always refers to a Musaf. Besides the morning Qurban, you got to bring an extra one. Now in Parashat Pinahat, it says the words, So therefore, the one that was in Parashat Aharimot is an ayil for the Qurban Tayyom. And the Qurban Musa, the ayil in Parashat Pinahat was what for the Qurban Musaf, which is similar, which is right, which is Qurban Musaf, which is similar to the Qurban that was brought, the ayil that was brought on the eighth day, which was an ayil for Qurban Musaf. However, la puke aseret de tarvayu chovatayom minu. Ah, but in Shavuot, they brought two aisles, but they were both for chovatayom, they were both for the day. Therefore, there was no musaf ayil. So therefore, it makes more sense to learn from Kippur that has an ayil of musaf to the Miluim, which also has an ayil of musaf. Granted, on Kippur, you had two elim, but bottom line, one of them was for a musaf just like the Miluim was, as opposed to Shavuot, where there was two Elim, but none of them were for Musaf. They were actually brought with Tishtei Alehim. When they brought the two uh, breads that they brought on uh, Shavuot, each one got its separate Qurban as an Ayil. Therefore, it was not a Musaf. Now the Gemara moves on to the next question. Actually, we can read that inside the Sheet. Right? So the obligation one aisle for Chovatayom. Now that's what I learned. You want to say one aisle was Chovatayom and one aisle on Kippur was for Chovatayom. Okay? As opposed to Shavuot where both aisles are for Chovatayom. The Gemara is concluding at this point that the reason why you don't learn uh, Shavuot that we need seven days because true you brought uh, two Elim but those two Elim are for Chovatayom. As opposed to Kippur even if you want to say that you brought Shte Elim, but one ayil was for Chovatayom and one's for Musaf. Similarly, the one ayil that was brought during the Milu'i, meaning on the eighth day, was also brought for Chovatayom. So the analogy between Kippur and Yom HaShemini was what? One ayil for Chovatayom. As opposed to Shavuot, which was two Elim for Chovatayom. So it's better to learn Kippur than to Shavuot. Very good. Comes the Gemara and goes further and says, "Ve'ema le'rosh Hashanah, 
Now we got another holiday. How come you don't learn that you need seven day preparation for Rosh Hashanah de Pirishad Shiva Liyom Echad? Because again, it has that same concept. Separate seven days for one day. Now, on Rosh Hashanah, they brought a Kurban Musaf. It was Parehad and Ailehad. And therefore, seemingly, it was similar in the sense to the Miluim that also had Parehad. And Ayel Echad, let's look at the, uh, the Gemara further. So the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Abu, Danin par ve'ayil shelo, mi par ve'ayil shelo. Un apuke atzeret ve'rosh Hashanah v'tzibur ninu. So the Gemara comes along and says, there's a difference. When we talk about the par and the ayil that they brought during the Miluim, or the pot and the aisle that they brought on Kippur, they had to be from the Kohen. The Kohen paid for these korbanot. Like it says in the Pazuk, Bezot, Yavo, Aaron, Elakodesh, Befar, Ben Bakal, Lehatat, Be'ayil, Le'ola. He paid for it. And therefore, um, that's on Kippur. And then you have part of the aisle of Miluim. Because it says, Kahlecha, Egel, Bakeves, Ben Chana. So therefore, and Miluim and on Kippur, the Kohen paid for it himself. Whereas on Rosh Hashanah, they brought the same Kurbanot, but they were brought from Sibur. So therefore, you cannot learn from Miluim. That's what Rashi. Rashi says, we read that one. Danim par shelo, the next one. The miluim mishelo. The miluim came from the Kohen's pocket. How? How do you know? So therefore you knock out Rosh Hashanah and you knock out Shavuot based on the fact that the one who's responsible to pay for it is different. No, but it's considered your marichta. It's considered one long day. Torah's one day. Marichta. Okay. Comes the Gemara and continues. Hani haleman damar. This is all good. According to the opinion that says kahlecha, that whenever it says in the Torah. Take for yourself That means that the Quran himself Has to pay for it And anytime it says Make for yourself For example when God told Moshe Make for yourself the horns made out of silver Also So therefore it makes sense On the Biluim it says That what? That he has to take for himself So therefore we learn what? That it means he has to pay for it himself So that's not a problem. Right? However, but according to the opinion that says, even when it says, it means Sibur, from the Sibur, it doesn't mean that you should take it from the personal property of the Kohen, take it from the Sibur, so now we're back to the question, why is Kippur better than Rosh Hashanah? Seemingly they both have a par and an ayil, 
And you can't now give me the Hanuk and say, well, Kippur comes from private. Kippur doesn't come from private. Oh, it's just Ka'alikha. But there's an opinion that says Ka'alikha is actually Sibur. Oh, so once it comes from Sibur, so just like uh, Kippur comes from Sibur, Rosh Hashanah comes from Sibur. So why don't you learn from Rosh Hashanah more than Kippur? Now the Gibran is going to just show us where these Shittot are. Then before we answer the question, where are these Shittot? Netanya, because we learned in a Brayta, Ka'alikha, right, whatever it says, Ka'alikha, Mishillikha, Aselikha, Mishillikha, also. Ve'yikhu'elikha, take, and you should, you shall take Elecha to you, Meshel Sibur. That's already from the Sibur. Devrei Rabbi Yoshia. That's Ben Yoshia. Rabbi Yonatan Omer, Ben Kahlecha. Uben Vikhu Elecha, Meshel Sibur. As a even when Borea Olam tells Moshe, Kahlecha, which sounds like a private uh, item, doesn't matter. It's still Meshel Sibur. Umak Talmud Lomar Kahlecha. So what does Ka'alikha mean? If, if it means take from the Sibur, why would Borei Olam use a Lashon of Ka'alikha, take for yourself? So the Gebara says, which means the Pasuk should say then, V'yikhu Elecha. Why then say Ka'alikha, which is a private uh, language? Kivyachol. It says, if to say, Mishlecha ani rotze yoter mishlehim. It's as if Borei Olam is saying that what? I'd rather the Korban come from you than from the Sibur. But take it from the Sibur. Which means that we're talking about a time where, where Borei Olam is angry with B'nai Israel, Right? Because of their sins. So Borei Olam says, Ka'lecha. Which is, I'd rather take it from you. But I can't take it from you because it's Korban Sibur. So I have to take it from the Sibur, but my preference would be to take it from you. That's the way Kivyakol, as if uh, it, it is saying. That's one way of learning. Other way of learning it is, the way it brings it down over here is, uh, take the money for the Ketoret from the Sibur funds, and I will consider the offering as if it came from your own money, Moshe. Which uh, I, prefer, I prefer. I prefer. So that's why he says the lashon. Use the lashon kiviachol, which means uh, as if God is saying mishilcha and you don't say yot mishilahem. Meaning, it's as if God is saying I want uh, your korban, Moshe's korban better than Bnei Israel. The Gemara doesn't want to speak it out uh, explicitly that Borelam was angry at Bnei Israel. So it's as if he's saying Moshe. Collect it from them, but I consider it as if you gave it. In any event, the Gemara says, Abba Hanan Amar. Mishum Rabbi Al-Azhar. Katub Echad Omer, Ve'asita Lecha Aron Etz. One Pasuk says, Make for yourself an Aron Etz. The Aron, the Ark. That's Mashma. From your own. Ve'katub Echad Omer, Ve'asu Aron, Ase Shittim. One says it in plural. Make for yourself. Haketz, how do you explain this? When the Jewish people are following the will of God, then the Aaron is considered made from the Sibur. It's Ve'asu. Meaning after the Hatta Aegel, God does not call the Aaron on the Jewish people's name anymore. Now it's considered already Moshe's. Which means it was one Aaron. 
But the point is, when Am Yisrael is fulfilling the will of God, God considers the Aaron collective, the Asu Aaron. However, after the sin, then it already turns into a private situation of Moshe, for example, the Asita. Now, what do we see from here? Let's go back to our point. We see more than according to one opinion, which is actually Rabbi Yonatan. He holds that when it says, Ka'alecha, Elecha, it all means Sibur. As of it all means Sibur. We're back to the question of Rosh Hashanah. So Shana uh, and the the, the Shana is from the Sibur, and the Miluim, what also says Kachlecha, is also from Sibur. Uh, so then, therefore, why can't you learn that Rosh Shana needs a seven-day preparation? It's got the same qualities. It's one day. It's got the same korbanot, and what? It's also paid the same way. It's paid from the Sibur. That's the question of the Gemara. Against the Koyt Rabbi Yonatan. So the Gemara says, Ad kan lo pedigi ela bikikot de alma baasiyot de alma. When did they have this argument, these rabbis? When the pasuk just says take or aseh. So where does it come from? Does it come from private funds? Does it come from public funds? Kichot de alma. For example, what is Kichot de alma? Kachlecha samim. Ktoret. Kachlecha samim. So the Biyunatam will say that comes from public funds. Asiyot de alma. What's an example of asiyot? Aser lekashte hasoslot kesef. Make for yourself the two horns of kesef. That comes from sibur. Aval hanach. But the case of miluim. And the case of Kippur, there it explicitly says that Aaron should take from his own, which is even the Yonatan in that case agrees that by the Kohen Korban on Kippur, or the Kohen's Korban, Aaron's Korban on the Miluim, that came from private funds. And therefore, it's much better to learn Kippur to the Miluim than Rosh Hashanah to the Miluim. Which means, when the Torah says Stam, Ka'lecha, yes, Ka'lecha, or Aselecha, okay, I can learn it Sibur. But here where it's a clear directive, where Bore Olam told Aharon, you go bring the Korban. So it's clear that what? That the Miluim was a privately funded Korban. And therefore, just like Kippur, uh, uh, Miluim was privately funded, Kippur also was privately funded. Therefore, it is similar. La Pukeh, Rosh Hashanah, and Shavuot, for that matter, that was community funded. Now the Gemara has to prove. Well, how do you know that? How do you know that God told Moshe Beferush for the Miluim that it has to come from his own pocket? And for that matter, how do we know on Kippur? That God told Moshe that it comes from his own pocket. Or Aaron, it comes from his own pocket. Bimiluim. Mechti. Ketiv, it says. Ve'el b'nei Yisrael t'dabel lemor ki'u si'ili izim l'hatat. Like God told the Jewish people. Take your si'ili izim for hatat. And now the pasuk says. Ve'yomil l'aharon kach l'cha egel b'mbaka l'hatat. Lamali. Which means here it's separating b'nei Yisrael and Aaron. B'nei Yisrael tell them they bring the si'ilim. And then go tell Aaron, bring a bring a egel ben bakar. Lama lishmah mina kach lecha mishelegau. So you see, obviously it's separate. They still have their korbanot. Aaron has his korban. 
ביום הכיפורים, how do you know? מחדי, כתיב, בזאת יבוא אהרון לקודש, בפער בין בקה לחטאת. אהרון will go into the קודש, when it's פער בין חטאת. ומאט, and it says, עדת בני ישראל ייקח שני שערי עזים לחטאת. And the Jewish people also bring two שערי עזים. And then it says, וקריב את פער החטאת אשר לא למבלי. What is the אשר לא? You told me already, אהרון brings his. And the Bnei Yisrael bring this. What is Asher Lo? Shmamina, Hai Lo, Mished Lo. So therefore, the Gemara concludes at this point that really everybody holds the Korban of Kippur, the Korban of Milu'im was done from private funds. Aaron personally had to pay for it. Therefore, it's similar to learn, just like the Milu'im was seven days of preparation before the Korbanot, so to Kippur had seven days of preparation before. La'apukeh, Rosh Hashanah, La'apukeh, Shavuot, that what? Could be they had similar Korbanot, but it came from Tzibur money. should be pointed out, and the Siyah Yitzhak does point this out, that although the Gemara does finally give an answer why we don't need seven days preparation for the Korbanot of Rosh Hashanah, and basically the Gemara is uh, telling us over there it's a difference because those Korbanot come from Sibur as opposed to the Korbanot of Meluim that come from privately funding, according to everybody, even according to the Yonatan, Siyah Yitzhak says the Gemara could have given a more simpler answer in line of how we gave the other answers by Shavuot and just say that the Par and Ayil of Rosh Hashanah actually both came as Musaf. Whereas the part in the aisle of the Miluim, they came for Chobatayom. And therefore it makes more sense to learn from Chobatayom, like Kippur, to Miluim, than to Rosh Hashanah, that it's not a Chobatayom. So he really says that the Gemara could have answered that answer. However, it opted to answer the, uh, to the truth that there is a difference as well, like the funding of it. Even according to Rabbi Yonatan, that the Sibur, uh, the Korbanot of Rosh Hashanah came from Sibur as opposed to the Korbanot of Miluim and Kippur came from the Kohen itself. Come to Gemara now and gives other answers. To what question? Why did you learn Kippur instead of other holidays? It's one track, the whole Gemara. Why do you need the seven days preparation just for Kippur? You could have learned, let's say, to other holidays. Because in the Pasuk it says, Lechaper. That was the original source pasuk that we brought. The lechaper, all the holidays have korbanot to be mechaper. So why specifically did you learn it? To Kippur. So the Gemara says, Rav Asheh. Right? This is another answer. Rav Asheh Amar, Danin par lechatat, ve'ayil le'ola, mi par lechatat, ve'ayil le'ola. La'apukeh Rosh Hashanah ve'atzeret, de'tarvayu olot ninhu. Very good, simple answer. On Rosh Hashanah ve'atzeret, both the Qurbanot, the Par and the Ayil, were Qurban Ola. As opposed to Kippur and uh, Miluim, there was a Par and an Ayil. One was for Hatat and one was for Ola. Similar Qurbanot. Right? There was no Hatat on uh, Shavuot. So therefore, we don't learn from Shavuot and Rosh Hashanah because just Qurbanot, they were the same. Par and Ayil. But Kippur and Miluim were similar. Because it's par la hatat and ayin le'ona. Rabina gives another answer. Rabina Amar, Danin avoda bechohen gadol, me'avona, me'avoda bechohen gadol. La poke 
Kullehu kushiatan Delav avoda bechoen gadol ninu Other easy answer There's a big difference between Kippur and Milu'im And all the other holidays Kippur has to be done with the Kohen Gadol Milu'im has to be done with the Kohen Gadol La Pukesh, Shavuot, Rosh Hashanah, Pesach, Sukkot Even a Kohen Hediot can bring the Kormanot So they have a very easy answer We'd rather compare Avodot of the Kohen Gadol Instead of the Avodot that are done with others Ve'ika de Amri Others have Ravina a little differently Amar Ravina Danin Avoda Tehila we're comparing firsts Meaning Kippur is considered a first Milu'im is considered a first As opposed to the other holidays that are not considered firsts explains My tehila What does it mean firsts? If you're telling me what? That it's Tehillah that the Kohen Gadol serves, meaning on Yom Kippur, that's already the first time of the year that the Kohen Gadol serves, right? Bringing the Korbanot Sibur. And on the eighth day of the Miluim, that was the first day that the Kohen Gadol serves. Well, Hainu Kamaita. That's, that's similar to the first answer. That's, that's similar to the first version of Rabina. That this is what a Kohen Gadol, and this is what a Kohen Gadol. Meaning, if you're telling me that the first, meaning this is the first time that the Kohen Gadol serves, you know, during the year, on Kippur, and the first time he served as a Kohen Gadol was Miluim, that's Kohen, Kohen Gadol, Kohen Gadol. That's, that's Rabina's first answer. Why is this version different? So the Gemara says now, Ela avoda tehila b'makom, Meaning, where the Kohen Gadol serves. On Kippur, the Kohen Gadol serves where? In the Kodesh Kodashim. That's the first time, and the only time of the year, that he goes in the Kodesh Kodashim. That's the first, for where he goes. On Miluim as well, it was the first day that the Mizbeach was used. And therefore, to bring the Qur'an on the Bizmayah, that, that was also considered a first. So therefore, it's Danin Tehillah As opposed to the other holidays, there's no first. Uh, they bring in the Qur'an on, there's no Kodesh Kodashim. So the Danin Tehillah is where the Kohen Gadol finds himself. Okay. So let's review quickly the answers that we have until this point. Basically, we want to prove that Kippur needs seven days. So the first round, we just tried to learn all the other holidays, and then we negated them for different reasons. Uh, Sukkot is a seven-day holiday, Pesach is a seven-day holiday. Okay, so we knocked those out. Shemini Atzeret is ancillary to subordinate to, to, to Sukkot, so you can't learn that. And then we went to Atzeret, and we went to, to Rosh Hashanah. The animals are different. And therefore it's not uh, so similar uh, We took a route and said also That the monies The monies of these uh, Korbanot of Kippur and Milu'im Are privately funded from the Kohen As opposed to uh, Rosh Hashanah and Shavuot Are publicly funded Then the Gemara just went A totally different route In the name of Rav Asher Hey listen When it comes to Rosh Kippur and Milu'im It's part of Ayel those par and ayel were both for the same reasons. Par, uh, 
Vachatat and Ayil Leola, as opposed to Rosh Hashanah and let's say Shavuot, which is all Olot. And that takes care of Rosh Hashanah at least and Atzeret. Now, Ravina's two answers really answer everything. Not only Rosh Hashanah and Atzeret, they answer all the questions. Ravina is, you only compare things that are done with the Kohen Gadol. Those two things are Kohen, Kippur and Miluim. Finish, everything else is that. Not only Rosh Hashanah, Atzeret, Sukkot, Pesah, everything. Second version of Ravina, you judge firsts. Meaning, just like the Miluim is the first where the Mizbeah was inaugurated, the Mizbeah was never used before that. Huh? He didn't go into the Kodesh Kodeshim in the middle also? No, no. no only and, and Kippur is the first time what, that he goes into the Kodesh Now you can ask a question, but... And then she asks this question. What do you mean? It's not the first. On the seven days of Miluim, Moshe Rabbeinu brought Kurbanot on the Mizbeah. So it's not the first. So let's read that in Nashi. Nashi Dibur Matkil Tehilat Bamakom. יום הכיפורים יש לו עבודה לפני ולפנים right? you serve inside שביום הכיפורים הראשון הייתה תחילה במקום שקודם לכן לא נכנס אדם right. יום כיפור, the first time he walked in to a place that nobody ever walked in before right? the first יום כיפור like, right? that was the first time anybody ever walked into a קודש קודשים שם לעבודה ויום שמיני למילואים הייתה עבודה תחילה במזבח חייסון he served on the seven days, the preparatory seven days, and he brought Kurbanot. Avodah means you have the big on. Moshe had a white cloak on. That for that week it was considered kasher, but it was not considered big day kunah. So therefore, his korbanot don't count as inaugurating the mizbeah. Aaron inaugurated the mizbeah the first time the big day kunah. Comes the gemara and goes further. Now, what the gemara is going to do now is like this. Till now, how do we know kippur? Kippur, we got a pasuk. Kasher, Siba, Hashem, La'asot, Lechaper. So we said, just like you did seven nights for the Meluim, Lechaper we said is Kippur, and we learned from the word La'asot, that was referring to the make, that was referring to making the Paraduma. Both these items need seven days preparation. Now the Gemara analyzes. Ki Ravdimi. When Ravdimi came from Eretz Israel, Eretz Israel to Babel, Amar Yohanan, Matni Hada. He said, Amar, Rabbi Yohanan Matni Hada. Rabbi Yohanan, when he learned this Pasuk, he learned it all as one. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi Matni Tarte. But Rabbi Yoshua learned the Pasuk teaching us two things. Meaning, Rabbi Yohanan Matni Hada la'asot lechaper elu ma'ase yom kippurim. He didn't learn Paraduma. He learned both. La'asot lechaper is all kippur. You don't need seven days for preparation for Paraduma. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Matitarte. Because Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi learned both things. Na'asot, elu ma'aseh farah. Lechaper elu ma'aseh yom kippurim. So now we have a fantastic mahlok between Rabbi Yohanan and Rabbi Yoshua if ma'aseh para needs seven days preparation. Comes Gebran says, Rabbi Yohanan, matni hada? What do you mean? Rabbi Yohanan only learns one? What do you mean? We have a Mishnah. Shiv'at yamim kodem yom kippurim, the shiv'at yamim kodem serifat apara. Clearly, 
it says seven days before Kippur you separate the Kohen and seven days before the Paradama you separate the Kohen how can you come and tell me now you don't need it Kabara says Ma'ala Be'alma it's just a stringency rabbinic stringency meaning Kippur is the Oraita Ba'asot that's the Oraita I, the Mishnah said you got to separate the, the coin for the Paraduma seven days. It's nice. They made a stringency. Why? To compensate for the leniency. Like we learned, there was a leniency that used to metameh the Kohen, right? To make him a Tavul Yom, and then to bring his Paraduma, uh, to make the Paraduma before Erev Shemesh. So to compensate uh, on the leniency, to neutralize it, so they made a Humrah the rabbis and said, you know what? We're going to say that you have to be separated for seven days, but it's not a deen Torah. That's how the Yohanan will learn. Right? Now we continue. Kevin says, wait. Veha amar bimin yomi, bar hilkiyah, amar bimihasya, bar idi, amar Yohanan. That's the key word there, amar Yohanan. We're getting a statement from Yohanan here. Kasher asab yomazeh, siba shem laasot lekaper alechem. That's our pasuk by the Biluim. That has the words laasot and lechaper. Laasot elu maaseh para. Lechaper elu maaseh yom kipurim. And who made this statement? Rabbi Yohanan. And he's quoting a pasuk in the Torah. So you can't tell me uh, maalat it's rabbinic. He's the one quoting the pasuk. How could you tell me he only learned one item from the pasuk when he clearly learns two? Kamara answers ha hu derabeh. When he quoted that pasuk, he wasn't quoting it in his own name. That's his rabbi, the Bishmael. How do we know? Because it says the Khiata when Nabi Khiata Rabin, when Nabin came from Eris Israel, Amar Buhanan, Bishub Bishmael, he called Buhanan every Bishmael, La Asot, Elumase Para, Lechaper, Elumase, Yomekipurim. The only question is, no problem if Yohanan's calling the name of his rabbi, but the Bishmael was a Tanah. The Buhanan was an Amorah. How can the Buhanan argue? On his rabbi, who was a Tanah. This is actually Tosfot's question. So Tosfot comes along and answers in one of his answers. We can look at it together. You see the Tosfot, <coughs> just to see the question inside, you see the Vim Tomar, it's the beginning of the line, Vim Tomar. Vim Tomar, the Buhanan, Hechi Paliga, the Bishmael, Shutana. The Yeshtomar, Mishum de Ashkah, Baraita, the Kaman. Okay, he found the Braita later on, the Tanya Kibate, so he has a uh, Tanayic source. Go down, Iname, Yeshloman, Midekamar, Yohanan, Mishwid, Bishmael, Hachim, Mikhlad, Rabbanan, Prigi, Aleh, Vihuda, Malka, Rabbanan. From the fact that the Yohanan said it in the name of Bishmael, what does that imply? But obviously the rabbis argue. The fact that they had it quoted in the name of Bishmael means he's arguing. So whoever those people that argue, the Yohanan will go like those opinions, like the Rabbanan. Right? So therefore, either he found the Braita, or I don't even have to know where that Braita is. I just know from the fact that he quoted Bishmael, there's somebody out there that argues, so he goes like the ones that are arguing. So it comes out, again, we have a fantastic look at over here. If Para even needs, needs seven days of preparation. Okay. Comes the Gabbana and says, No, they don't have it. He said he can't be Oyom Kippur. He's learning La'asot and La'asot and Kippur. He didn't have a Kabbalah in the Gezra Shema. Amar leh... Ah, now I get what I said. New point. Amar leh Rishtakish of Yohanan. Rishtakish comes and says, Yohanan, Me'echa kayel fitla. 
He says like this Where are you learning That on Kippur You need seven days Preparation Mimiluin Learning from the Mimiluin That's Everybody agrees Kippur needs seven days That's the source well, if you're learning from Miluim, it has to be similar to Miluim. And therefore, if you don't do the Miluim or you don't do it right, it's Ma'akev. It affects the whole procedure. So too, if you're not going to do the Miluim for Kippur, meaning the seven preparatory days, it's going to affect it. It's going to be Ma'akev. Oh, so now the Gibran has a question. Because if you remember we learned in our Mishnah, what did they do? They prepared a second Kohen, just in case the first Kohen becomes Tameh. But hold it, they didn't sequester him. And therefore if he didn't, wasn't sequestered, the it should be Me'akev. Because Miluim the is Me'akev. How do you know they didn't sequester him? So look at the Gemara says. Gemara says, If you tell me you're right, that without uh, sequestering you have a problem. We learned in the Mishnah. It says, and they prepare a second Kohen. It doesn't say they separate or sequester another Kohen. It just says they prepare. So you tell me, they prepare, it means they sequester him. Kabbalah says, come on. Use the same terminology. Why when it comes to the first coin you call it Mafrishin? And when it comes to the second coin you say Matkirin. That the first coin you Mafrish, the second coin you don't have to sequester. So Amalei Sur Yohanan says, Now, according to this, Mishtakish knocks out the whole Berash. Because it is, if you're going to learn from Miluim, you're stuck. So you got to start all over again. Your Derash from Miluim is a problem. Because if you learn from Miluim, you're going to have to sequester the second Kohen. And you didn't sequester him, and therefore, you can't learn from Miluim. But back to the question, how do you know that the Kohen has to be separated seven days? So that's what Rabbi Hanan tells us Jakish. El Amarleh, El Amor, Mecha Yalifla. Where do you learn from? Amar Misinai. From Sinai. Where do you learn from Sinai? Because we know that before Bori Alam spoke to Moshe, he was separated for six days. How do we know? It says, It says, The cloud covered Har Sinai six days. And he called him on the seventh day. Right? He didn't call him until the seventh day. What was he doing the first six days? What's the six days? This is a lesson to learn to the whole Torah. That anybody that enters the camp of Shekhinah, in that case would be the Harsinah, uh, or the Mishkan on the uh, day of the Hakama, that would also be considered Mahaneh Shekhinah, even not going into the Kodesh Kodeshim. The actual Mishkan itself is considered Mahaneh Shekhinah. Ta'un Perishat Shisha would also mean, we know, but Kippur. Yeah, Kippur is going to Mahaneh Shekhinah, because going into the Kodesh Kodeshim. So you need six days. 
So that's the source. That's the source. Right? That's the source. Again, just like Harsinai. There was a six-day preparatory for Moshe Rabbeinu, because he's going to Harsinai, to Mahane Shekhinah. So to Kippur. The Quran is going to go to the Kodesh Kodeshim, Mahane Shekhinah. Therefore you need six days. So comes the Gevara and says, hold it. One problem. Ve'anan shiv'atinan. But we learned seven. <laughs> so the, the, it says seven days. And incidentally, the Rashash learns on the first le- word of our Mishnah when it says shiv'at. What a taf. That taf says it's day and night. Which means if it just would have said shiv'at, it would say just day. So it's shiv'at is day and night. But here it just says six. So the Gemara answers now. Matnitin the biyudab and betirau. He. Dechayish netumat beto. Different reason. The Mishnah is following the opinion of the Biudah Ben Betra, that's Choshesh, that what if the Kohen Gadol is having relations with his wife? And in the middle, she becomes Nida. The deen is, not only does the Nida become Tameh, obviously, but a Bo'el Nida also becomes Tameh Shiva, seven days. So therefore, the reason why you need the seven is you need the extra day. Because in the case where he might have been Bo'el Nida, so you, uh, you need the seven. So the Mepharshim asked the obvious question over here. So what are you learning from Sinai? Once already you tell me you have the Hashash of the Be'udah bin Betera, it's got nothing to do with Sinai. It's got to do with a Hashash that he might need seven days. What do you need seven days for? Because he might be Tameh seven days. How if he was Bo'el Nida? Not on purpose. Well, in the middle of the Be'ah, she became a Nida. So what are you even bringing me Moshe, for Moshe is six, but this six has nothing to do with anything. So the Mefarshim asked this question, and they answer the following. He says like this. Who's answering this? The Ritba. Lule dina perisha lefnech kenisal lemachane shechina, lo ayat sarich lafrish oto lelishkat parhedrin, vedai bimashim afrishin oto bebeto. If you were just worried about the Nida situation, i tell him, seven days uh, before he can't be with his wife. But why would you bring him to the office of the Panhedrin? Like we learned in the Mishnah, they brought him to the special office. Ela must be, but you have to make a Pidisha. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu, they separated him before he spoke to Moel HaSinai. You have to separate the Kohen away from... Not only his wife, but put him in a separate quarters, which you call sequester him, in order to prepare. No. No, you're not listening. If it was just, it's a combination of both. If it was just from the uh, seven days of Nida, I'd say, I'd separate from your wife. Stay on, don't be with your wife for seven days. What does the six days teach me? You have to sequester yourself. Therefore, it's like just to don't be with your wife in the house. You gotta go somewhere else. You gotta go to the Scott Panadrin. So therefore, the six teaches me what where he has to go. The seven tells me why he has to go as well. It's not a combination. Not only that's good because he has to leave because you have to prepare for Mahane Shekinah, but also because he might be Nida. But from Nida's standpoint, it's enough just to leave his wife. You know? What do you have to go actually be sequestered because of the six days of Mahane Shekinah? That's one of the answers of the Ritba. Uh, a more simple answer you could say is that the six days teaches you the oraita he has to separate. And they just added an extra day for the hashash of Nida. 
So therefore, you, the six is a Deoraita, and the extra day of Hashas Nida was Eid Rabbanan. That's the Tamidera Ben Yunah explains. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.